podcast from the Arsenal. Good morning, good day and good evening to the Arsenal family tuning in today. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal. I'm Angelo, your host. Joining me with a bucket full of hope and anticipation for the new season ahead is Diddley. Diddley, you good? Good evening, How's Angelo. It going? Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's only pre-season. Fantastic. You have a good weekend? I hear you're in the dirty half of... Uh, I did have a good weekend. Um, of London? Oh, I was in Tottenham for a family event, um, so I didn't get to watch the game or go to it, but I was there, like, in and around the area. Um, yeah. Did you feel dirty? I did like a, a bit, like yeah. A, like a traitor. Mm. Or a spy, depends how you look at it. There weren't much going on, really, mate. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a pit. Went for a walk, didn't really see anyone. Saw one Spurs fan, I think. Yeah, accurate. Accurate. Yeah, not many of them about. No, that's right. They're all plastic. They're all plastic. Um, well, obviously, we'll talk about the uh, the preseason friendly. It's always a friendly if we lose. It's uh, it's a it's a real match if we win uh, against Spurs. Uh, and of course, you know, we're previewing the um, the new season ahead because um, first game of the season. In fact, first game of the whole season, not just for Arsenal but for the Premier League. Friday night against Brentford, so we'll talk about that shortly. Um, for anyone that's not listened to our podcast before, or you know maybe you do but you're not yet subscribing, make sure you do subscribe to it so that you never miss an episode. And you know if, if you subscribe, you get a little notification to say, "Hey, guess what? The guys have put a new podcast out. Download it." So um, make sure you do that. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Diddly, what's the social media handle that they need to look out for? It's at Blast Arsenal Pod. It is indeed. And for new listeners, you'll become accustomed to hearing that every week. What is it, Diddly? It's at Blast Arsenal Pod. I thought it was, yeah. Good. So, um, yeah, make sure you do that. Look, you might be listening on your phone now. Do it. If you're on Twitter and Instagram, do it. At Blast Arsenal Pod. Done. Easy. Right. And we follow back all gooners. Don't forget. That is, that's true. That's true. One of our USPs. Unique selling points. Okay, cool. Just in case anyone's thinking, what? I didn't know. US, USB? No, USP. Right. Enough jibber-jabber. Um, there's probably no other place to start than uh, transfers because sort of big news coming out of Arsenal in the last 24 hours is that they have allegedly accepted an offer from Newcastle United for Joe Willock in the region of 20 to £25 million. Pounds. Um Diddly, what's your sort of reaction on that? Because it's uh, it's kind of been on the cards. I mean, yeah. Steve Bruce hasn't been shy in coming forward and saying we want him back, but he's Arsenal's player, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it, it was a successful loan move for him. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I think he's getting to that point where he wants first-team football. And really, even in these pre-season friendlies, he's kind of just been on the periphery of action, hasn't he, at Arsenal? So, yeah. Thoughts? I think it was inevitable that it was going to happen. I'm surprised it's taken this long, really, to get it done. Um, whether that's to do with other targets that we're looking to bring in or, or what. Arsenal seemed to be have the ball in their court and, and not make a decision on it, didn't they, I mm. think? Mm. Um, I think Joe obviously wants to play, uh, needs to play. He's proven he can play at that level. Newcastle system suits him. Maybe he's not well suited to us and the way we play. I, I guess that's what Arteta sees anyway. Um, 
it's a strange one for me in that we lack goals uh, from midfield and that's what he's about we haven't got anyone like that in the squad like him so yeah but I think it's a fairly decent amount of money for someone that's not played too many games yeah I'm funny about that I looked at uh, I looked at his record at Arsenal and I was thinking you know what is a fair price for a 21 year old homegrown player he won one FA Cup he's got two charity shields under his belt he's played 54 Premier League games I'm granted the majority of those are going to have been a sub um, and you know his time at Newcastle taken into consideration there as well but he scored nine Premier League goals he's got one assist He's also got 21 Europa League games under his belt where he's got six goals and three assists. So for someone that's 21, English, and they always talk about this English tax, don't they? If you're an English player, you're always going to demand a little bit more money because of that homegrown quota. Actually, his record isn't isn't bad at all. And obviously, those nine Premier League goals, there were seven and seven for Newcastle at the end of last season, weren't there? Um, do you think it might be one that we end up regretting in the long term? Or is this what Arsenal need to be more like? You know, we've spoken before about Chelsea and their their sort of policy of developing young players, loaning them out, getting their value up and selling them. This is kind of a prime example of that. Because if you hadn't gone to Newcastle, you could have halved that fee, really, couldn't you? Because he wouldn't have held the same stature. Very much so. Yeah, you would have struggled to get that if he, if he didn't have that spell at the end of last season. Um I think there's a clause, is there? A sell-on clause? I I've, I've so. seen yeah, stuff saying that, that. Um, which is a pretty good idea, I think. It, it may well bite him in the arse, yeah. You're right. Oh, and do you think 20, 25 million is a fair price? Bear in mind the cost of some English players. I mean, I look back to last season, I know we're in a different world now, but Ollie Watkins was at um, Brentford, went to Villa... Wasn't he like 20 million or something? He had no Premier League experience. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're just not good at getting money, are we, for, mm. for players, full stop? I've um, I've seen a lot of uh, mixed, mixed reaction on this, should I say. You know, some saying, wow, 20, 25 million in this market, fantastic. Others saying, oh my God, is that all we've got? I guess that's kind of the, the problem with any fan base, isn't it? You're never going to please everybody. Um, but there seems to be a consensus that's similar to yours. We're letting a goal scorer midfielder go, and we haven't got one in the team. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think we did get a question on this, didn't we? We got a question on it. Uh, let me have a look. Yep, from James Elwood at VanCam41, and he said, "Friend of the show, friend, friend of, the of show. ours, friend of ours, yeah, Newcastle fan." He is a Newcastle fan, should be noted. Should point out. Yeah. Um, let him will up go a good bit of business or not. Hmm, I think it's too early to say. That's the problem. I Put it this way. For me, 20 to 25 million for a player that's, as a squad player, peripheral, not, not really playing for us, even if maybe some argue that he should. If we can use that money to buy someone to replace him but someone that will have an immediate impact on the um, first team, then yeah, it is a good bit of business. Especially as it's 100% profit because he's an uh, academy player. That's my opinion. You? I have to agree, yeah. I mean, that sort of money for an academy player, someone that's not even getting the game time, 
it's a decent amount mm. with the add-ons and the sell-on fee it could be a, a pretty good deal there's always going to be a risk does this player fulfill their sort of potential where is the potential mm-hmm. how high is it I, I've I've said on the past that I, I don't think he's good enough for Arsenal so I've got to stand by that what yeah. I've said yeah. you know, I'm not going to turn around and say oh well we should be keeping him I, I, I don't I don't think he's at the level that, that we need and hopefully the, the money just gets reinvested and we and we get someone in that can do that sort of thing yeah um, and we'll come on to who that might be in just a moment I'm just having a quick look uh, as I type this as I type this as I say this because um, I suppose the other thing that we could look at is uh, he's got two brothers isn't he uh, Joe Willock, Chris Willock, and Matthew, Matthew Willock. Willock. Yeah. And I, I think it was Chris Willock that left the Arsenal Academy, went to Benfica, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And then he, he, I'm just looking to see where he is now. He's back at uh, Queen's Park Rangers. Um, is it Chris that did that? I think it was. Let me just check. Yeah, Benfica, uh, and then West Brom loan, Huddersfield loan, and now permanently at, at QPR. You know, they're the same age, I think. He could easily have followed that path and we'd have got nothing for him so mm. that's a good look at it 20 to 25 million the other thing that comes to mind for me here is if Reese Nelson had left last season gone out on loan and had a similar spell would he be leaving Arsenal now or pushing his way into the first team more than he is at the moment it seems like he's again still in this rut of of not leaving and I, th- I think this just goes to show we said before about Emil Smith-Rowe left to, to Huddersfield on loan you know, he's Arsenal's number 10 with a new contract. There's something in these young players going out, isn't there, getting experience, whether it's to the benefit of them or the club. It's nice to think that, that they think they can stay and fight for a place. Okay, great. But when it's clearly the path isn't there and you've got the opportunity to go out and get that experience, I think you have to take it with both hands. Mm-hmm. Joe's, Joe's done it and now... and. He's got the move that he wants. He's going to be playing every. He'll be their star player, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, Reese Nelson. I mean, where do what do we do with this guy? Serious. What like, what do we do with him? He's not going to get no game time this season. He's he has to go. His contract's running down. I think they've tried to offer him a new one in order to retain the value and and loan him out and then hopefully selling him, but. I can't see him, he's, see he's, why he would sign it. Really. No, he's been linked with Crystal Palace on loan, isn't he? Uh, Patrick Vieira, obviously former Arsenal legend. Um, just getting back to Newcastle, actually, they've been linked with uh, Rob Holding. So if you remember last year, there were talks of Rob Holding literally about to walk out the door to go to yep. Newcastle. And then at the last minute, Arteta said, ah, actually, I'm going to keep you. Um, so clearly they're interested in him, but there are talks of them coming back for him and actually... It's rumoured the fee would be in excess of the 20 to 25 million that um, Newcastle have reportedly paid for Joe Willock. I think just because of experience and he not long ago signed a new contract, so I think he's got more years, which means more value. So another one to look out for in the in the coming weeks before the transfer window closes. Um, thoughts on that? Do you think Holding's likely to go to Newcastle? Good enough to stay at Arsenal? I mean, we still need cover the bat, but we've got Callum Chambers seems to be in favour at the minute. I think with Ben Ben White obviously coming in and 
he started yesterday's game and looks like he'll start as many games as he's he's able to. Mm. Yeah, Rob Holding's game time will definitely be reduced. But you need backup in those positions. If he goes, you know, who who plays? Yeah. Um, Gabriel's very much left-sided. Pablo Mari left-sided. Kieran can play at the back, but again, left-sided. There's no one really, is there? There's really Callum Chambers. Callum Chambers. Or, um, what would you say, Holden. Yeah. Um, again, I've just got to be conscious of the fact that we've got no European football this season. So if you're playing every Saturday and the odd cup game, do you need such a big squad? Um, so, again, time time will tell on that one. I, I just, I'm sure I've read recently that we're on the cusp, on the verge of either being over or about to go over our homegrown quota, or rather being under. We need more of them. We've got too many foreign players. I'm sure I read that somewhere the other day. Might be bullshit, but... Um, yeah, well, well, like I say, I want to keep, a, want yeah. to keep an eye on... My, my gut tells me that he'll stay for one more season and probably look to move him on next summer, Yeah, I think. And the, the whole William Saliba thing, is he going to come back? He started very well at Marseille. He looks like he's... Surely they can see that he's a player of quality. Mm. And you would think they'd look to integrate him next season, surely. Or otherwise, or sell him. Well, yeah, yeah. And you, you think he'll probably struggle to get back the? We'll struggle to get back the twenty-five million. Was it twenty-eight million that we paid for him if we were to sell him next year? So, um, yeah, we'll see what comes of that. Um, now, talking of uh, potential incomings, Arsenal have been heavily linked with James Madison of Leicester, um, and uh, that's why I say the Willock money could be a good move if it helps fund the transfer of James Madison. Uh, again, 24 years old, he's English, so again, that home quota, homegrown quota. Recently won the FA Cup and yesterday, Charity Shield as well. Um, he's played 98 games in the Premier League for Leicester. 21 goals, 17 assists. Now, the rumour is 60 million will get him. Is 21 goals and 17 assists enough to warrant a £60 million purchase of James Madison in your eyes? Mm, it's a tricky one. I said last week I'm not I'm not sure about this one. Um, he's a good player and I think he, he would hit the ground running for us because he's proven in the Prem, but can he take us to the next level that we need to be at? Not sure he's the guy to do it. It's a lot of money. I liked him when he was at Norwich before he went to Leicester, and it was—I um, mean, they paid what twenty million for him, I think. Who Norwich did? Um, Leicester, oh, Leicester, sorry, from Norwich, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't cheap, but mm. by today's standards, that's a, a good price. Mm. Um, I guess the the thing that goes over in my mind is we were going to pay thirty-eight million for Buendia, and then didn't. Uh, is this guy, you know, twenty-two million pounds of a better player than Buendia is? Um, and if we can't get him, who do we get? Because uh, we'll we'll touch on that Spurs game in a moment. But all of these pre-season friendlies have sort of proven one thing: we are struggling with creativity. Yeah, you know, we've scored hardly any goals. We've not had lots of clean-cut chances. 
Emma Smith Rowe can't do it all by himself. Um, so yeah, we, I don't know. What do you think? I, to be honest, I'm a bit like we just need people, and we've got two weeks left of the transfer window. If James Madison is the guy, and it takes sixty million, pay sixty bloody million for him. Let's get on with it. And especially if it's really going to cost you forty, because you've got twenty twenty five coming from the Joe Willock sale, plus others hopefully going out the door. I can see that position being done quite late in the window. Mm. To be honest, yeah. If not him, who? Who do you think is a worthwhile, or, or have you heard rumours of any other central I mean, there's, attacking There's nothing about really, is there? No. The Odegaard thing keeps popping up every other day. You know, is he happy? Is he not? Do they want him? Do they not? Mm. I think that's who Arteta really wants to bring in, just for his skill set, and he is a good player with mm. a high ceiling. Hassan Awa is the other one that we were hot on, and then it's gone cold, but. He's apparently available again. Decent price. But like we said last week, if he's that good and he's that cheap, why is no one else after him? Well, he didn't have a great season last season, I don't think. Yeah. I, I don't know, but is it worth just throwing some cash at someone that's a little bit out of the blue, a little bit of a surprise, someone that could spark um, that creative... The flair that we're flair looking that for. We need. Yeah, yeah. The other thing with James Madison, I don't think his injury record's particularly great, is it? No. So welcome to Arsenal because yeah. uh, you're fitting perfectly. Um, yeah, something needs to be done, doesn't it? I, 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 in some respects, I like I say, spend the money, just go get him. In others, I, I think has have, have we proven in recent seasons throwing big money at players is not necessarily always the answer. You look at Pepe. Uh, as great as the end of last season he was, he's still not a £72 million player, is he? Um, I'm trying to think of others off the top of my head, but I'm sure there have been plenty of other uh, sort well, of expensive... Lacazette, Lacazette was expensive. Yeah, £52 million. Sorry, that's that's just not worked out at £52 million, is it? Uh, and even if we're not talking salary, uh, sorry, we're not talking um, transfer fee, we're still looking at wages. You know, we've paid Kalasinac, can't get him off the books. Mustafi, have had to get rid of him too expensive. You know... I'm all for finding the Martinelli's or the um, Samuel Okonga or mm. um, Kieran Tierney. You know, I'm, I'm all for finding these sort of players that are not necessarily in-your-face superstars yet, but they've, they've got it about them to do it. I just feel like we need more of them. Mm. So, look, there's just two, two names I wanted to throw out, or two or three names I just wanted to discuss there from a transfer perspective. A silly season. The closer we get to the transfer deadline day, the more ridiculous the rumours will be. Um, It'll be Jesse Lingard next. Yeah. Well, uh, that is the the name that's been thrown around for Leicester as a replacement oh. if Madison comes to Arsenal. Um, I hate Jesse Lingard. He's a cringe monster. But he did prove that he still got you know Premier League ability in his uh, stint at West Ham, didn't he? So just don't bring him to Arsenal, please, please. Okay. okay. Uh, right. I tell you what. Let's let's go to something a little bit more light-hearted because transfers are just stressful, aren't they? It's only tweet of the week, isn't it, Diddley? Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Beautiful. Sorry, I was having a swig of my beer there. Right. Tweet of the week. So some controversy this week. We've got tweet of the week. We'll go through that in a moment. But I feel like I should. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> should explain. We call this a, address the elephant address, in the room. Address the nation. Yes, this blast from the Arsenal public service announcement brought to you in part. But no. Um, so I put a tweet out this week because I saw a lot of, and I did saw a lot of debate going on about people saying Burkamp was better than Ozil. His output was better. No, no, no. Ozil was better than Burkamp. His output was better. No, 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 no. Burkamp was. Be- all right. So football's all about opinions. I saw it. To be fair. And and I'm not just saying this because I'm your podcast buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it too. Okay, thank you. So I put a tweet out to say, "Hey, I'm I've seen this debate going on at the minute. What do you guys think?" So I didn't say, "I think Burkamp's better than Ozil," which he is, and I didn't say, "I think Ozil's better than Burkamp," which he isn't. I said, "This is what I've seen. What do you guys think?" Holy mother of God! What a backlash. <laughs> Some of the abuse was unbelievable. Um, so I just really wanted to clarify that you guys need to read what we're putting before responding to it. See, the, so the way I read it was you, you'd seen this discussion on Twitter online and you couldn't believe people were comparing exactly. the two. Exactly. So you were asking people not to compare the two and give us your opinion on which player you think is better, right? Yeah, yeah. You were asking, what do you think about this debate yeah. as a whole? Sense check it for me. Some people got it, some people didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, look, they always say there's no such thing as bad publicity. <laughs> so, despite calling me a fucking idiot. <laughs> what, oh, what else did we get? Delete your account. Are you real fucking <laughs> Are you goonies? <laughs> Oh, Christ. Honestly, I don't think they're doing enough testing in schools. But that aside, uh, it, it was quite funny to, to see the abuse. But um, for, for those that are interested, Burkamp was the clear winner, but no no surprise there. Um, um, but yeah, I just felt the need to, to clarify that. Yeah, and also I wanted to distance myself <laughs> yeah. from that tweet. Entirely my work. Just, just in case. Entirely my work, yeah. Um, so there, there you go, that's the clarity. But look, Tweet of the Week, we have got Tweet of the Week this week. Um, I've got a few, I think you might have one or two. I've got one. I've got one. Well, I'll tell you what, let me go with one, then you go with one, then I'll go with one. Then you can choose, because I've, I've, okay. I've, I've seen more. Okay, so the first one is from at Guna Reverend, uh, also known as Phil. Uh, and he says, you've got to laugh at some Arsenal fans giving financial advice to the Arsenal board when they are flat out trying to pay their electricity bill. <laughs> Which is so true. Everyone's everyone's a genius. Everyone knows how to run a football club. Unbelievable. I have to ask you just just because it is transfer time. Yep. How bothered are you about the fees in general for players that we pay? Um, Does it bother you? Because for me, I don't really care. I do and I don't. It. I mean, it's not coming out of my pocket. Albeit, yeah, everyone contributes to the club in their own mm, way, buying yeah. a, a shirt, or whatever. So I don't really care that it's not really my money. I don't care. I just don't want to be belittled by other clubs when we've spent, let's just be stupid, it, £250 million for Yaya Sonogo type situation. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if we end up paying £5, £10 million pound more for a player than really we should, it's not the end of the world. I just want the player to make the team better. I'm just asking because, obviously, £60, £70 a fair whack for James mm. Madison. Mm. There's a lot of calls, you know, you just said, just pay it. Yeah. So I, I think the issue is, when you see the likes of 
Uh, Man City just spent 100 million on Jack Grealish, linked with Kane at 150 odd million. Uh, PSG spending money like it's falling out of the backside. Are they though? Well, to be fair, that's a good point. Loads of frees, <laughs> loads of frees this. Uh, no, they've done well, haven't they? They have, they have. Lots of freebies, including Messi. Although ridiculous amount on wages. Yeah. Um, and let's be honest, even prior to this season, they were spending stupid money. United had just spent 90 million, I think it was, on, or 78 million, or whatever the hell it was, on Sancho, etc., um, etc. Et you know, clubs are spending big money. I, th- I think that's the issue. You've got to keep up. You know, you've got to keep up. And if you're not spending that sort of money, whether you like it or not, you're going to fall behind. And not to disrespect them too much, but even Villa. Villa have been quite clever with their business. Yes, they've just sold £100 million worth of player, but prior to that, they'd spent £40 million on Buendia, just bought Danny Ings for whatever it was, £20 million was it, or £12 million, I forget. 25 I think. Oh, 25 there you go, that is ridiculous. Etc, um, etc. Et so... Yeah, an element of me is like, what the hell are you doing spending that much money? And, and another part of me is like, just get the job done. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that what bothers me more is, uh, as as um, uh, Guna Reverend has just said, everyone's, everyone knows everything about everything, don't mm. they? You know? Um, and I know he's right in what he puts. They're struggling to probably pay their electricity bill, but they're all financial experts. It's like, this isn't FIFA. You can't just push L2 and have a quick sale and get rid of players. People have got to want them. People have got to be willing to sign them. And the money's not there at the moment. No, no. It's, it's, I, I, I tweeted about it the other day. I'm, I'm not really sure what the current FFP standards or protocols are. Are you allowed to spend as much money as you want? Uh, is it still a percentage of your, your income? Or has it been reduced because of COVID? I'm not sure. But it does feel like some clubs are literally just pumping you know money in yeah uh and when you've got an owner as rich as stan Kroenke, that's where the struggle is isn't it because yeah if we wanted to compete with those guys we more than could but that's not his game so anyway sorry to go off on one there but yeah that was first tweet of the week you've got another one yeah i got one from rohan he said at ras underscore afc and he says, if Shaka not going to Roma pisses off Mourinho, then I can accept that. <laughs> oh, God. Did you see he got sent off? Yes, he got I did. sent off yeah. for Roma. Yeah. And actually, I did see someone else say Shaka would fit in perfectly. <laughs> yeah, he would. Yeah, you're right. They went down to eight men. If you didn't see, they lost five, three or five oh, wow. to Roma and had three or four players sent off. This was and... a pre-season friendly, was it? Yeah, yeah. Mad. Yeah, That's and then Mourinho walked onto the pitch and got sent off. Yeah. Classic Jose. Hate that guy. Uh, and the last tweet of the week that we've seen, um, so you'll know, you'll be familiar with Twitter folk, Charles Watts, Charlie Watts, um, oh, yeah. Arsenal correspondent for goal, is it? Or inside or one of these football places. So anyway, in the Spurs-Arsenal match, again, even if you didn't watch the game, you may have seen on social media, Arteta and... Uh, Hoiberg was squaring up because Arteta was standing just outside of his technical line or technical area and uh, Hoiberg went for a challenge and it kind of, he was in the way really. Anyway, they were, they were having a bit of a to-do and he yeah, was squaring yeah, up yeah. and he was like, get out and he's like, I'm in my box. Anyway, at Chief underscore AFC, 
Oh, sorry, I should go back to Charlie Watts, really. So Charlie Watts put Arteta squaring up to Hoiberg, shoving his finger in his chest after the Spurs midfielder complains about him coming out of his technical area. And at Chief underscore AFC says, by his own standards, he should now be loaning himself out to Hertha Berlin. <laughs> Obviously making reference to Matteo Guendouzi grappling. Um, uh, what was his name? Matey boy from West Brom who had round the throat. Uh, his name's got out of my head, but... Um, he took out Leno, didn't he? Oh, the Brighton guy. Yeah. Neil Morpy. Morpy, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's your three tweet of the week. What's your What's your favourite this week? Uh, I'm going to go for the first tweet because, it, you know, that's it's a good point and it sparks a lot of debate between people um, in general, that sort of... And it sparked one between us. So. It did. It did. No, that's a very good point. Um, so, yeah, Guna Reverend, you are this week's tweet of the week. Bravo, and we'll give you a shout out on uh, on Twitter. Well Lovely done, stuff. yeah, well done, well done. All right, uh, I know you didn't watch the game. I think you've seen highlights of Spurs Arsenal, haven't you? Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Um, so one 0 loss. Quick, quick summary here. One 0 loss. Um, it is a pre-season friendly at the end of the day, but we had quite a strong squad out. Um, from the highlights, any sort of key. Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Key assessments that you made from it. Did you draw any any particular conclusions? It just seemed to be more of a a microcosm of the whole of last season, really. Good word. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, possession. Mm-hmm. Um, not initially. I think Spurs started quite well, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we grew into the game, took control really. Um, not really creating clear cut stuff not taking chances that we did make and then making a mistake at the back giving up giving away a goal yeah that's it's a friendly it's you know it's not the end of the world but you don't want to lose to Spurs really do you in no. any, any sort of format no um, especially when they didn't have a particularly strong squad out themselves um, obviously Carrie Kane wasn't playing who uh, who who um, yeah, it wasn't the, the, the strongest Spurs lineup ever. No Ndombele. Uh I'm trying to think. I think at the back they had Sanchez, who probably would be the one of their starting defenders now alongside their new stri- uh, their new signing whose name escapes me, but from Atalanta. Romero. Romero, thank you. Um so yeah, it wasn't the strongest Spurs squad. It was a pretty strong Arsenal squad and we couldn't really create anything concrete. Lacazette played well, I thought. Had a few good chances, few good opportunities on 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 strike on goal, but they were all created by him. If you like, he sort of doing his usual uh, back to goal turn shot thing. The positives for me were Ben White. Yeah, people were laughing that we paid fifty million for him. It's looking cheap now. Uh, well, potentially, it's looking like it probably will. Yeah, you give it twelve months. Like, he will be a real asset. He sniffs out danger so well. He's like his positioning is really, really good. Mm. His distribution's fantastic. The amount of crossfield passes to uh, Abamyang on the left wing or Tierney when he was overlapping, accurate uh, and does it really well. He brings the ball out of defence confidently. I don't want to make too much of a comparison, but you know the way Rio Ferdinand used to, where he sort of brought the ball forward up to the halfway line. He he does remind me of a, an old school sweeper type. Yeah, def- defender, yeah. someone that sniffs out the danger, like you say, and then is very calm and confident in mm. bringing the ball out and starting mm. attacks. 
that's what he's been brought in for. He, he, you know, he's clearly competent at doing that, and yeah, I, I think it's going to turn out to be a, a really good signing. Yeah. He looks the real deal. He does very good. Um, it's one game, so yeah, we've got to yeah. give him the opportunity to play out the rest of the the, the season. Um, that was a really good positive, and Sambi Lukonga looks good. Uh, I love his confidence on the ball, his touch. He does that thing where the ball comes to him and you think, oh, God, he's going to lose it. And, and somehow he just seems to retain it and take it past the player. Like, you know, that, that first touch sort of swivel, if you like, where it's like, oh, OK, he's done it. Nice. Um, so really good with, with that. Brilliant pass through the ball again. Um, and, and very positive, you know, paying forward instead of back, back, back or side, side, side. Very positive. Mm. Um, so it's, it's good that the two signings that we've made that were on the pitch played really well. I'm really excited and pleased we just need more of them that's the problem because um, we've said before Ben White if he wasn't playing then who are you going to have Holden it's just not the same level of defender if you like certainly in terms of distribution and defensive ability um, concerns for me as I say uh, same as you lack of creativity but defensively we got caught out a few times and not on Ben White's side if you like um, Pablo Mari just looked a bit out oh, of sorts what was he doing yeah for the goal that Son scored uh, it was very he must have been reading the Mustafi book of defending because it was a classic up in here I'll go over I think I'm not sure what I'm doing here um, he we had lots of conversations about him last season, didn't we? Where we were saying, you know, right tools for the right job. And, and in certain games, he'd be perfect. But he does seem to be quite slow and cumbersome, doesn't he? And I think when you're playing someone like, like Son... Son, he, he's quick. He, he pulls the defenders all yeah, over the yeah. place. He'll he's... rinse you inside out for speed. And that's largely what, what got done on, on that goal, really. There was a lot of ball watching as well. He wasn't solely to blame I don't mm. think for that I think Emil Smith-Rowe was guilty walking around and, and I think not... Pepe had it in the corner as well didn't Pepe, he and yeah, he could have just cleared it or left it to go out but he retained possession and then obviously lost got it got muscled out of yeah. it by um, Serge Aurier I think yeah. and then um, yeah Elneny again just doing he's not had a good pre-season for me he's made mm. a couple of errors that have led to goals mm. and if we're not selling Shaka, we should be looking to move him on and, and bring someone of quality in mm. or just bring someone in because there's just not enough in that area of the pitch yeah. for me. Yeah. I mean, yep, yeah, great. Sambi, Lukonga look good. But I think we need another body in there. Mm. And Thomas Partey needs to stay fit so that, that can they can form a partnership of some sort or... Um, or, or just have the quality, you know, the, the reinforcement quality there. Um, one name that I threw out in Twitter land today, which got uh, quite a mixed reception actually, was um, Lucas Torreira. So uh, signed by Emery, if I'm not mistaken, had a really good first season, fizzled out towards the end of that first season, and then um, it just didn't really work out for him, did it? So he got shipped out on loan to Atletico Madrid, where he won the title, funnily enough, but. I don't know how influential his uh, play was, if you like. I know he played for them, but I don't think he was a regular starter per se. Um, 
he's gone back to Uruguay, I think he has at the moment. I don't know if he went over the summer for a holiday, but he's still over there. He's made it quite clear he's not a huge fan of England and he'd quite like to return to Italy or Spain. But he's under contract. Um, so I threw it out there, you know, would you have him back given he had a pretty good first season? He could do a job with a you know, more tactically astute manager yeah. uh, in Arteta than Emery. Um, so really, yeah, what, what do you think? Because it got a real mixed reaction. Of... Yeah, I'll just read some of those out. Go for it, yeah. Responses. Abra Ahmed says, I think he would do a better job than El Elneny. Uh, Kurosaki Agatsuma. Why not? He's a, is he not an Arsenal player? He is. Yeah. He is, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Irish Shango, but why is he still on holiday? That's a good point. That is why, yeah. I heard he was quarantined, but I don't know if I believe that or not. Um, old bloke Steve, 1956. His time at Arsenal has gone for me. Get some money for him. Uh, move on, I think. Dave Robbins, squad player at best. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few responses here. Um, Artetary, friend of the show, fucking better than El Nenny, he says. Feels <laughs> quite strongly about that. Um, I mean, you can see there's a real mixed yeah, bag, it's a isn't mi- there? Yeah, mixed uh, response to it. Yeah, one, sorry. No, that's fine. What, one thing I did notice was... Um, People using Elneny as the yardstick, mm. if you like. Mm. He's better than Elneny, or he's not as good as Elneny, or it was largely he was better than Elneny. To be I fair. guess what but they're saying is Elneny's in the squad. He's getting minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think what's important for any club, not just Arsenal, you have to have players that want to play for you, and he doesn't. And this is another classic Arsenal transfer that we pay twenty-five million for him, and we'll be lucky if we get fifteen for him. I think. Um, been linked with Fiorentina been linked with um, a number of clubs actually in Italy I think Torino and uh, uh, was it Sampdoria that he was linked with again I can't remember but I think we'll struggle to get the money back for him but we should get him out of the club because he's well technically he's not in the club even though he's part of the club so we're just paying wages for someone to stay at home at the Sun in Uruguay it's a shame I initially I did like him as a, as a player I thought he was he had a little bit of bite to mm, him and mm. got about and got stuck in and he looked like he was happy but if it's if it's not for him it's not worked out personal reasons sometimes it's just the way it is mm. it's a shame you're right we spent a lot of money on him it didn't look like a lot at the time but now you're right I can't see it getting we getting anywhere near that sort of uh, money uh, I think we'll probably just end up loaning him out again and until his contract until expires. His contract yeah, expires. Which is so sad. A sad yeah. state of affairs. You know, he's he's got a good rep in Spain and Italy, so surely you'd think somebody can uh, afford to pay for him. But money out in both those countries is is not as uh, I think freely available. As I it think is teams would have him. I just think it's a bit of a game of poker. They'll leave it to the last minute and say. Well, you still got him. You ain't mm. got rid of him. Mm. We'll take him this season. Mm. Or, or, But I think it's another classic. His wages are probably too high. His Arsenal wages are probably too high versus what they're willing to pay. I wouldn't be surprised if he's on 100 grand a week at least. Uh, so, look, well, yeah, we'll see what comes of that. But I just want to throw it out there because I'm not saying he necessarily fixes our creativity problem because that's not his game. He is more of a 
you know, defensive midfielder, if you like, but, um, you know, a decent player. He's on our books. What should we do with him? Again, time will, time will tell. Um, right. Let's get to the first game of the season. Arsenal v Brentford. Friday night. It's away. Um, 8pm. Friday the 13th. I'm not sure if we should read too much into that or not. It's lucky. We're a well, Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. That is true. 13 is lucky it is, uh, in it Italy. Is. So. Um, problem is, I think most of the Arsenal fans are Well, we'll share English. the luck with, with everyone. <laughs> That's it. You heard it here first. Um now I have got a game I'm gonna I'm gonna come into in just a moment, mm. but um, let's just do a quick recap of Brentford. So uh, made it through the playoffs last season. Goals by Ivan Tony and uh, Emiliano Marcondes. Uh, earned Brentford a two-nil victory over Swansea City at Wembley. Obviously they lost the year before the playoff final two-one to Fulham. Yeah, I watched um, that. I remember that game, and I thought they were the better side, mm. and, and unlucky not to to get promoted then, but. Gutted for them, if I'm honest, that season especially, because I always like the underdog to do well. When it's not against Arsenal, I always want the underdog to do well. And of all the teams that have come up and down the Premier League since its formation in 92, they've not done it until now, have they? So, um, so yeah, bigger that they didn't make it. But they, they got there again. They're a good squad. They play good football. Look forward to seeing what they can do in their second game of the season and, and beyond, certainly not against Arsenal. Now, interesting fact for you, when they kick off against Arsenal, they will become the 50th club to play in the Premier League uh, and the first to make their uh, debut in the Premier League since two clubs did it in 2017-2018 season. Any ideas which two clubs they were made their debut 2017-18 season? Um, we've mentioned one already on this pod actually we've mentioned both these clubs already in this uh, episode have we? yeah no my mind's gone no? no Brighton right and Huddersfield both came up that season uh, for the first time in in, in their history so that's uh, that's some useless information that you can sleep well with tonight (laughs) Um, right Arsenal and Brentford last played each other in the League Cup in September 2018 a nice 3-1 victory for Arsenal but prior to that they'd not met in the league since May 1947 in the old first division another 1-0 win for the Arsenal Um, so we haven't really got any recent history with them per se Uh, sometimes that's a bit of a danger I find you know if you're playing a team that you play all the time or even have been yo-yo clubs in the, the Premier League and Championship you have a bit of a, an understanding of what they're about. Um, when you haven't really played a team for so long, despite seeing them on TV, you're not really sure what you're going to get. And especially when a club comes up from the Championship to the Premier League for the first time, are they going to change their philosophy? Are they going to be more defensive? Are they going to try and just you know, stay in the game for as long as possible and hit mm-hmm. on the counter? Um, so it'll be interesting to see what, what happens there. Uh, Ivan Tony, I mentioned before, got 31 goals last season. Um, it was top scorer in the championship. He also had ten assists in that same season. Um, we so were, we were briefly linked. We were to linked with him at the start of the summer. Yeah, we were. Um, I imagine priced out for that one. Probably. Yeah. Although I do wonder would would Brentford be willing to part with their star man if it's their first time in the Premier League? Like any club like that, 
retaining your place in the Premier League is more valuable than twenty million pounds you're going to get from yeah. from a, you know a club. I think that was the the figure that was being banded about. Um, Brian Buemo, French winner, also got ten assists last season. So um, you know they've got quality in numbers. And David Raya, I know you might remember, one-time Arsenal goalkeeping target, kept seventeen clean sheets in forty-five matches last season, which is no shabby bad. effort, especially in the Championship. It's not an easy, um, it's not an easy league to to get out of. So um, I think they might be more dangerous than we give them credit for. Yeah, uh, and sometimes I find the playoff team actually does better than the team that comes first or second. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, also, notice they like to play a four-two-three-one. Just you know, yeah. Just for so pretty much we're going to match up like for like. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they don't look like they've had a very busy window. I'm not sure who they've brought in, if if anyone. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think I had a look earlier, actually. I did. Transfer summer signings. Uh, so, no, they've only made two purchases so far. Frank Onyeka from uh, FC Midland. I can never say that name properly. It's a Danish second division team. Don't know anything about him. I won't lie. And Christopher Azure from Celtic. 13.5 million. Right, OK. Centre-back. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's got, got a good reputation. A uh, couple of players going out, but nothing... Uh, Nothing major there. Um, what What's your feeling towards Brentford, you know, given all of that, given they're new to the league? Um, nervous as well, you know, I guess, you know, we can't take them too lightly just because they're a newly promoted team doesn't mean we should think, well, we're Arsenal and we'll beat them. Of course, you know, they're an unknown quantity, a surprise package. I don't think we really know what to expect uh, as a fan base what we're going to get um, unless you watch them week in week out I don't I don't um, I think they like like you say they like to play football on the ground they like to play attractive attacking football they scored a lot of goals last season mm. uh, yeah they'll be dangerous but you know um, they'll pull, they'll also they'll they'll be up for it first, first game I think at home at home fans back mm. yeah Potential banana skin for Arsenal? I think so, yeah. Don't you? Yeah, I really do. Especially yeah. with our... The way we're looking at the moment in pre-season, it's not been great. Yeah. Um, I, I actually wish Gabriel was back because in a physical battle with Ivan Tony, who is a physical striker, that would be a good matchup. I'm I'm concerned, if you like, against the likes of Ben White. Ben White isn't a physical defender, you know, he's not that guy. Uh, and Pablo Mari, like I said, I just have my doubts over at the moment. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But Maybe they've just got one too many championship players in the team that won't have the quality, you know, to compete with us. Mm. Say what you like at the minute about the players and what they're not doing. But they have got that extra bit um, when it matters, I think, sometimes, so... Yeah, yeah, true. It's, it's whether we can be creative enough, and I'm hoping that mm. uh, a Premier League uh, quality attack can beat uh, a Championship quality defence. Basically, um, that's what it's going to boil down to, really, isn't it? As you yeah. say, especially with the additions they've made. You know, no offence, but the chap they've just got from Celtic, Scottish football isn't well, Premier League level, is it? Let's be honest. You say that, but Kieran apart from Kieran Tierney, of course. Kieran Tierney. <laughs> 
has worked out pretty well for us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, it cost twice as much though. I'm starting eleven for Arsenal. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, when I saw Sam Bielakonga's name on the team sheet versus Spurs, I thought, hmm, interesting. I think uh, he'll likely get the nod now. I wasn't sure before, but I mm. think he could start ahead yeah. of El Nenny. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think that 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 was a big. Big chance for him, and, he, and I think he took it. To be fair, yeah, I think you're right. Talk to me about your one to eleven then, from the back to the front. Well, you got Leno in goal, Katie left back. It's, it looks like it's going to be Pablo Mari, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, alongside him, Ben White, right back. I think you're probably looking at flip a coin between Bellerin and Chambers. Um, Chambers seemed to be the man of the moment last season. For Arteta, he, he was picking him quite regularly towards the end of the season, but he started Bellerin yesterday. He did. I don't know if that was an audition to try and get people to look at him again and say, we'll have him. Um, he looked lost, Bellerin. Mentally looked lost. Um, physically, physically looked jaded. Yeah, he just didn't seem like he wanted to be there. That's the impression I got. I know how much he loves Arsenal, he always talks about it, but... He just he you know when someone's so tired of something mm. they just don't want to be there. That's how he looks. He looks like he needs a new challenge. We look like we need a new right back. It's perfect. We just need to find someone to take him. Mm. Um, but I think you're right. The problem is who? who who's going to replace him? Suarez. Sorry, you need to go. Chambers. I like Chambers, but he's a as, as one of our uh, listeners said earlier, squad players. He's a squad player. He's not. A, he's not going to win you a Champions League spot, is he? He's not. But so, but who starts? Yeah, well, it's going to be better. I think you're going to okay. Yeah, midfield. Shaka and Lukonga, I think, are going to be the I two. I think so too. On the left. Uh, well, this is the debate, really, isn't it? Um, because Lacazette played down the middle and Aubameyang played as that kind of left wing, didn't he? And to me, that just doesn't work. You, do, you don't get the best out of um, Aubameyang when he plays on the left. I think he's, I think he's better as a two up front myself. You know, if you're almost playing up a, not a 4-4-2, but something like Do you that. know it would be great with up front? Dennis Bergkamp. <laughs> yeah, let me just put a tweet out and see who'd be better with Aubameyang. Those are a Bergkamp. Um, he would that's what he needs That you're right though all jokes aside that's what he needs yeah. he, he's got the pace he can run in behind defenders he needs someone to find that space for him you're right that's what we're looking for but I think he'll start on the left to answer your initial question see I'm not sure I wouldn't be surprised if Saka starts this game you know yeah you don't think he comes back too soon He's a young lad. Look at Pedri's. Pedri's played 72 games yeah, this season, mad, which is astounding yeah. for an 18-year-old. For Barcelona. The Barcelona, is that? Well, and Spain. And Spain, yeah. Yeah, combined. Um, it's a ridiculous amount of games. Saka's had a break. You know, he's probably not fit to finish the game, but I'll, I would probably start him and, I think, and, and get the... Get get the game won and then bring him off rather than the other way around. Okay. And start a Bamiyang up front, Pepe on the right. That's what I would do. Yeah. But 
Um, would you play Pepe on the left and Saka on the right? Well, just, or just either or. Either yeah, or, okay. you know, they can change during the game. They do sometimes, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they do. They switch it up. Um, as long as um, Williams nowhere near the 11, I think. Uh, cursed it, he's going to start now. <laughs> Emma's been thrown behind? Yeah. Yeah. To I be think, honest, I forgot about him. Yeah, that's all right. He was a guaranteed star, that's why he didn't mention yeah. um, I think that's probably our strongest 11 on paper. But... Well, I say that. Other than Pablo Mari, probably I'd have Gabrielle in there alongside White. I think that's a nice yeah. combo. Um, and Thomas Partey probably in place for either of those two centre mids, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I largely agree with you there. Let's see what happens. Friday the 13th, 8pm. Let's watch it. Now, I'm excited. It's the first... Having it on a Friday night just feels a little bit... Like a main event. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really a big fan of Friday night kickoffs. You're not. No, I'm a traditionalist. Uh, I'd rather it be um, a late Saturday night game or part of a Super Sunday on a Sunday. But look, it's what it is. It's what it is. Now I promised you a game. Don't think I've forgotten. I've got this game for you, and right. it is the first game of the season of the Premier League. 2021-22 season but obviously it's Arsenal's first game of the season so I've gone through the years and had a look at the last 10 years a decade of opening Premier League fixtures for Arsenal Right. so I'm going to take down memory lane and see if you can remember was it a win a draw or a loss oh nice uh, and so we're going to start in 2011 because why wouldn't we so Newcastle against Arsenal play along at home play along at home yeah scream your answers out we definitely can't hear you um a little clue for you here. This was the match that Jovino got sent off on his debut after slapping Joey Barton, who had earlier stamped on Alex Song. Don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah, I do, yeah. Um, was it a win, a loss? Was it a win, draw or loss? Which one would you say it is? 2011, oh, that was a long time ago. It was. It wasn't the 4-4 game, was it? It wasn't. I'm still going to go for a draw, though, I think. Correct. It was a goalish draw. Yes, very good. Uh, okay, strangely, in 2012, we were back up in the northeast, but this time against Sunderland. Right. Arsenal-Sunderland. Oh, no, it's a lie. Sorry, it was at home. <laughs> but we were playing Sunderland from the northeast, so that's where we're going with that. So, 2012, Arsenal-Sunderland, opening game of the season, win, draw, or loss? I think we won that one. You would be wrong to say that. It was another goalless draw. Two goalless draws in a row. Yeah, two years running. I mean, what an anticlimax for the start of the season. Rubbish. Right, 2013. This was an FA Cup winning season, 2013-14. Arsenal-Aston Villa, opening game of the season. Now, I know we lost to them one of the times early on in the season. It could have been that one, so I'm going to say lost. <laughs> I think my rice mile gave that away, yes. A 3-1 loss. Yeah, I remember. What a yeah. terrible way to start a season. Um, yeah, Benteke. I mean, Benteke scores two against any club is, is bad. When it's your own club, it's really bad. I think, did we go out and buy Ozil that season? Uh, after that? I think that may have been the season after. Um, Giroud scored for us, and then, yeah, Benteke scored two, and Antonio Luna 
scored one. But as I say, FA Cup winning season. So it was a bad start to the season, but we ended up winning that one. 2014, another FA Cup winning season, the 14-15 season. Arsenal Crystal Palace at home. Win, draw or loss? Win. Correct. A 2-1 win. Um, Breda Hangeland opening the scoring for, for Palace um, before Koscielny and Ramsey scored the winners for Arsenal. All right, 2015. Oh God. Arsenal West Ham. I'm not saying I got at the result. This was the season Arsenal signed Peter Cech on a free transfer from Chelsea. That's the only player we bought that season. If you remember, yeah. it was like infamous yeah. for the fact that we actually didn't really sign anybody. Uh, Arsenal West Ham was at home. Win, draw or loss? Going to say win again. It was a loss, a 2-0 loss to West Ham at home. Yeah. Opening game of the season. Uh, I think that was a mistake by Czech. Did he do this like Superman sort of dive and he completely missed it? No, it was a mistake by Arsene Wenger, really. Yeah, well, there you go. That's true. Just... That's true. All right, we're getting there. 2016, another FA Cup winning season, 16-17 season. Arsenal-Liverpool at home. Win, draw or loss? Draw. It was a 4-3 loss. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, I think I do. Not good. I think that's when Callum Chambers and Rob Holding played centre. <laughs> yeah, probably. Walcott scored. Uh... Coutinho then equalised. Sadio Mane scored. And yeah, Mane scored and Lalana scored. Three yeah, three goals in eighteen minutes for those three. Not good. Um yeah, Oxlade Chamberlain and Chambers, you're right. Scored for Arsenal, but it wasn't enough. Damage was done, four three loss. 2017-18 season, Arsenal Leicester City. This was Alex Lacazette's debut. At home? Yeah, this was another 4-3, but in our favour. Correct, excellent. Yeah, 4-3 to Arsenal. Yeah, Lacazette actually scored within like 10 minutes or something, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, and uh, yeah, 4-3 win. That was good. 2018, Arsenal Man City at home. Win, draw, loss. No, absolutely no way we won it, so. It's a loss. It was a loss. 2-0 two, two loss. Raheem Sterling and Bernardo Silva. And last two, 2019, another FA Cup winning season. Arsenal, Newcastle away. I think we won that one. That was a 1-0 win, courtesy yeah. of Aubameyang. Remember him? He used to score for Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And last season, Arsenal-Fulham. 3-0. 3-0 win. Willian, two assists on his debut. Mm. What happened after that? Nothing, <laughs> literally. So, to summarise the last 10 seasons, opening day uh, fixtures, we've had four wins, four losses, two draws. We scored 14, conceded 15, and won four FA Cups. I mean, if that's not Arsenal in a paragraph, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, what a shambles. Yeah, so, yeah, we're slow starters. Who knows what we're going to get? We're slow starters, but the important thing is we still won silverware in, in four of those 10 seasons. I'm not saying that's good enough because it's an FA Cup and FA Cup, but some North London clubs would, you know, jump at the chance of that. So, what are you going to do? Uh, right, Diddley, we've got a few listener questions. Yep. Uh, and then we'll let these lovely people, I mean, they can leave at any time. You can hit pause, you can stop, but, you know, hopefully you're still with us. Uh, right, I've got a few questions, you've got a few questions. We'll... Uh, yeah, you go first. We'll go. On. Okay, I don't know if this one's more of a comment than a question. This is from Paul Ladane 2 on Instagram or on Instagram and Twitter. 
He says, Edwin Arteta are going to have to work their backsides off to hopefully get Madison or Martinez or Auer in by Friday, if possible. Oh, we're not forgetting a backup goalkeeper for Bernd Leno. Uh, and there are lots of footballs, lots of goals, lots of trophies and hearts. So, big Arsenal fan. Uh, yeah, we mentioned the fact that we're going to need some creative reinforcements. But, uh, yeah, we haven't mentioned a backup goalkeeper to Leno. That's kind of gone a bit quiet. There was talk of Ramsdale coming in from um, Sheffield, Sheffield United. United at a ridiculous 25 to 32 ish million well I saw 40 the last time oh good it's going up yeah Yeah. it's going up yeah Um, has there been an increase in VAT or something (laughs) Um, thoughts I mean we definitely need a a second goal a second goalkeeper Runison not good enough was supposedly going to leave to a Turkish club but that fell through shame Um, we've got no number two really at the moment have we no it's it's worrying Um, I'm pretty confident that will be a position that will get done. Mm. There'll be uproar if we spend 25 to 30 million on a second choice goalkeeper. They will. When we're struggling elsewhere in, on, on the pitch. Yeah. Because by rights, a second choice goalkeeper shouldn't really play an awful lot in a season, especially when you haven't got Europe. I mean, we've said before, is he looking to bring a number two in or a number someone to actually challenge and, and be number one in the future possibly of starting off next season mm. uh, and I think that is probably what they're thinking but then you've got to go out and do business again haven't you yeah you know Leno goes you've got a new number one now you need another number, number two. two yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah. Uh, what questions have you got my friend I've got one from Bungle who sent one in last week as well Bungle Daguna if only one could be completed by transfer deadline day are you taking a right back a sub goalkeeper or an attacking creative midfielder oh what a question that is a toughie oh god um, you know what I'd take a right back I think would you yeah and, and the only reason I say that is I think we've got more quality up front than we have in that right back position if you know if better was to go this is we'd have to we've mentioned before Chambers yeah okay maybe Suarez just not convinced really by him whereas at least up front you could argue that as well as um, Emil Smith-Rowe playing as number 10 I don't know you could argue could you put Saka in there he's so versatile he plays everywhere could Lacazette maybe fill that role for a little bit we've got more attacking options in numbers I think than we have at the right back position, but you, what, what's your creative midfielder for me? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If so, let me ask you another question. If we've got another creative midfielder, whether a James Madison or Awa or, or whoever it may be, who would start or who would be dropped to you know, would you have two number tens if you like, two attacking midfielders, or would you only choose Emil Smith Rowe or said new attacking midfielder? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean you could potentially, Emil Smith Rose versatile. You can potentially play both of them. You can mix the formation up and just play the one. Yeah. Do we need a left sided midfielder? Is that the obvious one that everyone's missing? I know we're talking about Pepe and Saka. Got Martinelli to come back. I mean. Yeah, when you've got. Still I think like you just, you know, there's options there. I, I don't think it's as pressing. 
as some of the other positions. I still think a central midfielder. Yeah. For me. Yeah. As well. All right, I've got another question here from Dino, who's at Cogster. Uh, he says, I have a feeling we will sign an elite player out of the blue near deadline day. If so, who do you guys think it could be? Ooh. Get your checkbook open, Diddley. Who do you want to buy? Um, I just can't look past central midfield, and I, I do think we need someone else in there that, that, that can do a job. A bit of a, an all-rounder, defensive and 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 stuff Bruno Gamares has been linked and I mm-hmm. and I think um he could be a, an asset to us to the squad an upgrade on El Nenny we were linked say. with him last year weren't we and then he went to Lyon was it yeah yeah um yeah like that so that that would be yours I think for me um I'm with you we we definitely need that quality in the middle of the park we were linked with him right at the beginning of the transfer window and then it's all gone quiet. So either we're doing something undercover or it's just not going to happen. And I still want Basuma from Brighton. Um, I just think he's proven Premier League quality. And my concern sometimes with buying, especially from the French League, they're not ready-made. They need a season, half a season. Um, or in Saliba's case, two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um I just think Basuma's, you could put him in there and he'd do the job. He knows the league. He's physical. His his numbers are insane, aren't they? So that would be mine. And actually, I think he was pictured on Ben White's Instagram recently. Like they were FaceTiming each other saying, you know, hello, whatever. And uh, I don't know, I just wonder if that that link is is almost there, if you like, of, yeah, it's good, you should come. Um, Possibly, yeah. I wouldn't say no to a striker either. The way things are going. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is that. There is that. There's that fine line in football, isn't there? You you set yourself up not to concede. If you don't concede, you're not going to lose. But if you don't score, you're not going to win, are you? It's that, it's that, it's that flip of a coin. Um, any others you got there? Yep, I've got one from Artetary at Jude Aolhulu. Yeah, but I'd love him to him or he or she. I'd like them to um, let us know how you pronounce that. <laughs> Friend of the show as well, just going to throw that out there. Right, so he says, Arteta has exceeded, succeeded in turning the fan base against himself um, and then lists, by the way, basically he's handled Gwendouzi, learning Saliba and keeping holding, making surplus Terreira because of height reasons. <laughs> He's a heightist. Yeah. And playing El Nenny instead, rejecting Onana and chasing Ramsdale, selling Willock while we have dead wood. Yeah, I agree with some of that. Um, and I disagree with some of that. Um, I don't know if he's not kept Terreira uh, because of his height. <laughs> Um, I was more than happy for Gwendouzi to go I thought he had a terrible attitude Saliba is an odd one because I'd have kept him I think um, even if he plays you know bit part here and there just being in the Premier League being around match day squads you know I, I disagree with you there I just think he's going to get not much right. more well he's come out and said Arsenal wanted me to stay in England right go on loan in England yeah, but yeah. I pushed to go back to France 
step out of your comfort zone, dude. <laughs> That's what you signed up for. Yeah. I just think the game time he's going to get will be really important for him. Yeah. Did I see uh, there was a second message yeah. from... Do you know what that one is? Or we can come back to it? It was more of a, a statement. Oh, was really. it? Oh, okay, apologies, apologies. That's all right. It'll... Uh, we covered it already. I've lost it now, oh, sorry. Yeah. All right, no, that's fine. Thanks for the question, though, dude. Uh, right, last two. Uh, at Canon Chatter, how excited are you about hopefully making your Canon Chatter TV debut on Thursday night at 9pm UK time? <laughs> Excellent plug there, Stephen. Uh, yes, yeah, so I will be on uh, Canon Chatter on Thursday night. I nearly forgot he's written it in it. Th- Thursday night at 9pm UK time. Um, make sure you... Well, if you want, but we'd like you to. Uh, follow at Canon Chatter on Twitter. Subscribe to their uh, YouTube page. And we'll be talking all things Arsenal, but in particular previewing the um, Brentford game, I believe. So, yeah, you'll catch me there. Uh, so in answer to your question, I'm very excited. We've been trying to get on there for quite a long time, but um, prior commitments haven't enabled us to. So I'm sure we'll, we'll see more collaborations between us both this, uh, this season. Uh, and finally, another podcast that we're going to be on Diddly. Right. Uh, we're going to be on, you look surprised, but you did know about it. We're going to be on <laughs> Jigs Views podcast. Uh, so, friend of the show, Jigs, uh, Man United fan, what are you going to do? Um, he has a podcast where he talks all things of the world. It's not a football podcast, it's just random tales from around the globe. So, we're going to be on that, talking about Blast Arsenal podcast, but also, you know, wherever the conversation takes us, we're just going to chew the fat, as they say. So I think that's going to be out on Sunday, uh, available on all good podcasting platforms, just like where you find this. Jigs, J-I-G-G-S, views. Um, so yeah, look out for that. Yeah, expect profanity. Expect profanity. God, yeah. Yeah, I can't stress that enough. <laughs> <laughs> you think we're bad, and I don't think we're bad at all. He is bad. Um, maybe brings out the worst in us too Diddly I think that might be everything for this episode um, the next time people download Blast from the Arsenal podcast we'll either be ahead in the title race or three points behind the leaders who knows um, yes back next Monday back next Monday tune in find out yeah come on you gooners come on you gooners and if you're still with us and you feel like leaving us a little review on Apple, feel free. We won't say no, will we? Yeah, if you can't be bothered to type it out, just tap five stars. <laughs> yeah, all that, that'll do, yeah. Uh, we'll take anything right now. That works. But uh, No, that's great. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Do keep your questions coming. And uh, oh, one, one final, final thing we just spoke about before hitting record. We're going to get down to the Emirates at some point, either watch a game or... You know, maybe hang out with some fans and have a few, a few beers at uh, a pub of some choice. So look out for that. Maybe we'll throw it out to yeah to our, our lovely listeners. Yeah, definitely. Love to interact with people, don't we? So we'll it'd do be that. good. Good stuff. Right. Until next so, time. Take care. Take it easy. Bye. Arsenal.